0: This is the Fantasy Focus Baseball Podcast. Here are your hosts, Tristan Cockroft and
1: Eric Carabell. Hello all, this is indeed Fantasy Focus Baseball from Monday, July fifteenth. 2019. He is indeed Tristan. I'm Eric. Kyle Sapi pushes all the right buttons. Handles our mirrored hash browns, and Tom Carpenter lurks in his quiet editorial watchdog way on today's show. We'll discuss the top available performers of the past week or two weeks or whatever, plus the latest injuries, pitchers to watch this week, comma meals, closers, mirrored hash browns. It's pretty standard stuff at this point. If you've been listening for three months. I think you you know what the fantasy focused baseball is bringing to your uh, podcast table. Don't you think Tristan? I mean, we're not we're not really surprising anybody at this point,
0: right? I, I was under the impression we were shaking it up today. You know, like Tom's not quiet at all this morning. You want to shake it up? How how, how he, would we shake it up? I
1: don't know. <laughs> Taylor Swift to have a song about Someone
0: that. Someone else sing for us.
1: <laughs> no, you got to sing shake it up and get us moving into the Oh, party. no, I can't sing. Taylor Swift. <laughs> I was yeah, thinking the Cars, but okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> See, that, that's what... Kyle, which one were you thinking of there? Taylor Kyle's Swift, 100% of that's the That's what uh, he said a yeah. second ago. <laughs> I, I think no, Tom's with me. It's the Cars. Yeah, it's the Cars. Oh, the I cars can't do sing. justice
0: to the yeah. Cars. I have to admit, much as I like them, I can't do justice singing theirs. So.
1: I mean, nothing against Taylor. Beautiful girl. But yeah, it th- I hear Shake It Up. I hear, I think Cars, that's what? Oh, I can time? sing that. Dude. Wow. What is that?
0: Cars, came come on. Wrong
1: song, though. All right, just buzz me. Like, where do you even go with that? All right, so... Uh, <laughs> so, uh <laughs> I you guess go. you're just what I needed. There you go. Don't just stop, <laughs> All right, don't just I by. told you I can't
0: do justice to it. No, you can't.
1: I wrote my blog today about Ramon Laureano, so Let's just go with that. It's his birthday. Happy birthday, Ramon. We're not going to play the song, but you're 25 today. And you're also the birthday. number. <laughs> birthday. That's the birthday song. <laughs> no. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I did speak to him in spring training, but oh, I don't yeah. think it's worthy. Um, he's the number three hitter over the past 15 days and number uh, eight hitter over the past 30. And yet, he is rostered in only 40% of ESPN leagues. Tristan, tell me why that would be. <laughs> not to be
0: critical of managers in some leagues, but I think at this stage... It's not
1: all just not paying attention, though. No, I mean, no. It's not. Yuli Gurriel, who's number one and is homered 11 times in 15 games, is up to 85%. So why are they adding Gurriel and not Laureano? Because
0: they're adding uh, Gurriel. Yeah, and that's it's a fair question. I, I cannot explain that. I, I think Laureano is more interesting personally putting in bids myself this
1: past scoring period. All right. So tell me about a little bit more here. Now, what I remember, and I wrote this in the blog, that when I saw Loriano's projections, I did a double take. I didn't – I mean, we had him projected at 16 homers and 20 steals, and I thought, really? For him? I mean, we know he's a gold glove type player, but that was a lot of power. And I looked at his minor league numbers, and I'm like, all right. Now he's at 18 homers and 11 steals, and only four players have more of both. And it seems – Like, he's a really, really good fantasy option. I don't think he's among your top 30 outfielders, but you can make the case at this point, can't you? You can make the case, yeah. Uh, And
0: and a lot of that has to do with just the balance of categories. There aren't that many players that do that anymore. That's what I like about him. I mean, you know I like players who are going to bring a little of everything, and the glove's going to keep him in the lineup. So that fuels the playing time. Uh, The projection is 31 homers, 19 steals. So, I mean, as you said, he's way over the home run pace. That's more than my expectations. I actually felt like our projection was about right for him in the preseason. I thought he was getting a little bit overdrafted, but he's been excellent yet again.
1: It took a while, and I guess a lot of people gave up on him because he's only 40% rostered, but he was drafted in most leagues. So, go back and get him. That's that's the... uh... The answer that's that's why you tuned in to the fantasy focused baseball to to tell people that Ramon Laureano who homered and stole base yesterday and we'll get to that later. Did you
0: see the OPS is by month three hundred seven twenty two seven seventy six eight twenty four now thirteen eighteen.
1: Yeah, now if with a with a normal baseball, I would have projected around two fifty, maybe twelve to fifteen homers, 20, 22 steals. Obviously, he's going more on the power side, but everybody in baseball is. How do you explain Gurriel? Like for the first. Really, like three years. Like, he had 18 home runs in his first big league full season and then regressed a little last year. Um Now he's hit 11 in 15 games. Like, he should be the most added player. He should be rostered in all leagues because what if this keeps going? This is not just because the Astros have been missing uh, parts of their lineup. This is a guy looking like a 30-homer guy.
0: Yeah, he's two homers away from his career high. Uh, which, by the way, says a lot about his raw power potential, and that's why I'm not buying here. I think this is just a very big hot streak. The first thing that comes to mind when I think of a guy who has an unbelievable number of homers in a very short period is here and my friend Tino Martinez. I think you remember that story from that year in that league. <laughs> uh I I just don't see this continuing, and frankly, I'd rather have Loriano just because he gives you more across the board. Goriel has had some very hot, very cold streaks over the past two and a half calendar years, so I'm not I don't think
1: I'm there yet. Are you are? I just I think he's a 30 homer guy, and I I kind of thought how well I thought he was underpowering in the first three months. Like, how can you play every single day? Have that nice of a right-handed swing and hit five home runs in three months. I, I I was looking at that thinking that doesn't make any sense, especially with the baseball this way. And he's it's not like he's been facing Orioles pitching, like Mike Brousseau, Okay, he's been facing Orioles pitching, but Guriel hasn't. So if you said to me like, give me full season numbers with this baseball, that's the caveat with everybody. Mm-hmm. Guriel, yeah, I, I say he's a thirty homer guy because a thirty homer guy only has to hit six homer five homers a month.
0: So yeah, in his case, though, it's 14 more homers to get there. That's nearly doubling his total. And I, I I mean, yeah, he he's done a little bit of a shift in terms of the batted ball distribution. A lot more fly balls on a little bit more hard, hard contact. But I think 30 is tough for him. I don't I, think he's a natural 30 homer hitter.
1: I don't think he's a natural. But then again, I don't think Loriano is either. Um, I don't think Christian Vasquez is either.
0: More, greater odds of getting there.
1: Nate Lowe. I mean, I keep looking. I mean, I don't think either of them. I don't think Loreana or Guriel would combine for 30 home runs with a normal
0: baseball. Right, but this year with the baseball the way it is, who do you think has the better odds of getting there?
1: Guriel has always hit the ball hard. Um, I'll say that. I'll take him. And he also has much better plate discipline than Loreana. Loreana is a big strikeout guy who never walks. So I'm actually, I don't, I don't think a great plate here.
0: discipline though. I think it's more that he's a contact guy. Yeah,
1: the, but that's, that's discipline. To me, that's, that's discipline is that you don't strike out, you don't walk, you're putting the ball in play. And you're hitting the ball hard. He was always hitting the ball hard. Uh Laureano s- strikes me as somebody who could hit 220 over a two-month period, and that's what worries me. And he'll play every day, which would be a negative in that case. So they're both good, and they should both be rostered in, in all leagues at this point. Only one of them really is. And looking at some of the other hitters here, like Evan Longoria is number five over the past 15 days, hard pass. But Yasel Puig is number four.
0: Actually, yeah. why are you hard passing on a very good schedule this week? That could be a classic that, That's,
1: I'll say yes, cause they're a course field and they have a doubleheader when, tomorrow? Today? Today. Today. Oh, that's right, the day game today is, is at course. But he's also hurt. I think he might not play today. He's day to day, yeah. Okay, well, we're all day to day. Right. I, I look at some of the hitters again, like some of the home runs hit this weekend, I'm like, oh my god, I mean, that just doesn't make any sense. <laughs> but, yeah. good, you know, good on Gurriel and Lauriano. let me, other surprise, let me just see the most added drop, cause I just want to get it right. And and you know we're trying to help fantasy players a little bit here. Um, Larian just seems like a guy that uh, yeah he should be on the most added list and maybe he will be after the weekend people were partying whatever. Christian Vasquez yeah Christian Vasquez make him make him your starting catcher in a fantasy league right now and if he stops hitting then move on. There's only four catchers that that I think need to be rostered in all ESPN standard leagues. Vasquez is hitting and he's batting like fifth. He was protecting JD Martinez in the lineup last night. Yeah move so,
0: him up. He's the new James McCann in that he annihilates lefties, and there's not an awful lot more there. Now, defensively speaking, we could sing his praise. You're
1: right that it's ridiculous to call Christian Vasquez a top-ten catcher. But you're right that he's got but value. Give me no. five catchers that have to be rostered ahead of him. Uh, him. Like, yeah, and that's want, the, Buster Posey this week because it's Coors, but— Right. The, stopped kidding.
0: Like I don't think there are five that are very clearly ahead of him, but I want to ask you this one. I faced this tough choice between him and Danny Jansen.
1: I want I, Vasquez. I, well, I haven't looked at the schedule to see if they're facing lefties. I'll give you that.
0: Well, it, it's not so much that. It's that if you're going to go with more of a lock-in. So I'm looking at this like you've got to lock them in for the next month. I'm going with Jansen. I like a lot of what I've seen over the past two to three weeks. He has hit of late.
1: He has hit of late. I'll give him that. Um, any interest in uh, Andrew Kashner, who was traded from Baltimore to Boston, obviously will get more run support, better defense, better everything. He has pitched well this season, despite <laughs> his surroundings. Um, but... He's the number, he's the most added starting pitcher on ESPN's, uh, ESPN standard leagues and, and ear rain fine. K-rate's ridiculously low. Always is. Always is. Well, well, it wasn't early in his career. It has been the past half day. Can yeah. you make a case to add Kashner in a 10-team league?
0: I can if you were being very careful with the matchups. Uh, you know, <laughs> I have to feel like and, and I'm sure we'll get to the other trade of a similar guy like this this is the aging player who kind of puts up a pretty good season completely out of nowhere and I wonder whether the Red Sox scouts might have seen something in him something that they could work with and maintain this kind of like Anibal Sanchez last season sometimes these guys put together these unexpectedly good years and you could squeeze a little out of that here he's Cashner, gonna get run support
1: Kashner or Sonny Gray who's next Sonny to us. I agree yeah. uh, Kashner or Caleb Smith Caleb Smith Mike fires,
0: uh, yeah, that's where we'll. I'll take fires. I, I kind of want to go that direction too, but we're we're close there.
1: You see, Lance Lynn in the first game after the All Star break. I'm on board.
0: I'm yeah. I'm I'm Lance Lynn's probably one I'm gonna just be wrong on that. I mean there's it looks like there's something of the strikeouts and if that's the case he's a very different pitcher
1: Cashner or Michael Pineda. Lance Lynn Lance
0: Lynn is the greatest example of why Andrew Cashner should matter for fantasy Lance Lynn after he was traded to the Yankees they saw something in him they made a small adjustment and he put together some decent final
1: two months alright that's, that's that's fair but it's gonna take a couple more outings in Boston for me to oh sure buy sure. Andrew Cashner he faces Baltimore in a second Kashner. outing he faces who? Baltimore oh well that's good that's yeah. good. Um, who was the other trade? I, I totally forgot Cash. Homer Bailey. Oh, yeah. I should have put them both in my blog, which has already been published, so I'm seeing right now. Wow. It took five minutes for that to get published. Um, I, I think it's Homer Bailey for me. I think he's Over- Cashnet for me. I mean, Although, Bailey's not I, to exactly. Your to your point, the ballpark. The ballpark plays a role there. Um, let me just, I don't think Bailey's strikeout rate last I looked was all that impressive, though.
0: It's better than Cashner's. It's eight. Everybody's is
1: better than Cashner's. Oh no, that, that's a good strikeout rate. He's been okay, actually. Homer Bailey, and not the year is a little high, but a little unluckily high. I thought the FIP. Nah, FIP's about the same.
0: So the changes are that Cashner's going a little heavier change this year, changeup, and Bailey's going pretty heavily on the splitter. Mm-hmm. So I mean, there's some there's things that have changed here. That's why I'm glad we're mentioning these names because you think they're immediately to be discarded. However, I mentioned Lynn's example last year. And we we were just talking about Anibal Sanchez. I mean, these guys sometimes can put together a couple of useful outings, even if it's just the orange juicing kind of thing. Don't don't just throw them away.
1: No, that's that's fair. Well, let's zip through this because that was a, a long open. Uh, Max Scherz is on the injured list. It's retroactive. He might still pitch this week. Saturday in Atlanta, is it?
0: Yeah, the yeah the twentieth. Would you
1: leave him active, knowing there's uncertainty about that? Uh... I'm sitting yeah. for Wade Miley in The Vampire. Would you do that?
0: Yeah, see, in, in that situation, volume is king. I mean, it's, it's the, the smaller the league, the more I, I don't want to have a zero. Uh,
1: Mike Trout, right calf, MRI today. Please, please, please be nothing wrong. Yeah. They say it's day to day. I bet he misses a couple days at least. Um, I, I
0: hope no. I else didn't.
1: And Yadier Molina, that thumb injury was a problem. He's out for a while. I'll just move on. I-, I wouldn't even add Matt Weeders. There's Vasquez. There's Danny Jansen. Roberto Perez is still hitting home runs. He yeah. shouldn't be, but he is. <laughs> so we can keep saying, avoid Roberto Perez. This is a fluke. And when he hits his 25th home run on September 3rd, we're going to be like, why are we still ignoring Roberto Perez? That- that's what's going to happen, Tristan. Mm-hmm. If we still have a show in September, I'm going to say to you, why are we still ignoring this guy? He's still doing it.
0: I think it's fair, and, and Vasquez, they share similar traits in that they're both known for their defense and not their bat, but the bat has actually been pretty useful this year.
1: So I spent a lot of money in uh, mixed out on Brousseau, I'm not sure how it's pronounced, the Tampa Bay kid, who's eligible second mm-hmm. and hit Baltimore pitching over the past week. Brousseau or Nate Lau, Nate Lowe or neither?
0: Uh, I, I'm going with Lowe just because he's got a... I, I, mean, I think
1: he's Lowe. Brandon is Lowe. Nate is low.
0: Nate low. Yeah, you're right. I'm getting them. Right. Yeah, it's Brandon Lau, Nate Low. Thank you. You You got me. <laughs> I'm not trying to get you. No, I like accurate. getting them right. And you're correct. It's, it's Nate Lau. Nate Lowe. Ah! <laughs> oh, Lau, Low. Oh, Let's call the whole thing off.
1: Nice. I see what you did there. Um, I just have so much money in that league. I, I want to spend it and not look silly. Um, add David Fletcher, who I actually have in that league, leading off every day for the Angels now, the time of the Stella. It broke his leg. Phil Irvin had a six-hit game, but it was at Coors. Um, Hard to buy, right? Mm, Of course. But they could move Puig in the next three weeks and play Irvin every day. Phil Irvin is a guy who I looked at and said, and this was last season, I said, if they just play him every day. They were way, way too crowded outfield. Maybe there's something there on Phil Irvin. Some power, some speed. Maybe. We we watched a little of him in spring training, and I remember yeah. thinking there there is
0: something here, and I wish he was in a better team situation that could give him the playing time to show what he can bring.
1: Yeah. Um. Here are some from our friends at SeatGeek. Baseball baseball season is well underway, and there's no better place to get your tickets than on SeatGeek. SeatGeek pulls millions of tickets into one place, so you can easily find the seats you want for a price you are willing to pay. There's nothing quite like being there in person, and SeatGeek will get you closer to the action for great value. And speaking of being there in person, SeatGeek asked baseball fans from all 30 teams all across the country which stadiums have the best experience. From the food to the traffic, they ranked it all. Want to know where your team ranks? Check them out at www.seakeek.com slash stadium dash guides and find out what fans said about your favorite stadium. That's www.seakeek.com slash stadium. Dash guides. But whether your team ranked high or low, make sure to get out to a game this season with SeatGeek. And to help you get even more savings on tickets, our listeners get $10 off their first SeatGeek purchase. Just download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code FFB today. That's promo code FFB. For $10 off your first SeatGeek purchase, SeatGeek Life's an Event, we have the tickets. Um, Tristan, uh, your favorite ballpark. Best experience, uh, food, traffic, everything. What's your favorite ballpark? Ooh, food. That's that. That's yeah, the. Yeah, that's going to take a while now. As so, soon as I. said food. No,
0: now, so. the food part really throws a, a wrench into this one. I was actually pretty impressed by the city field food, but I'm um, not. State of way up there. PNC Park is is
1: Pittsburgh's my favorite.
0: Definitely, so. yeah. I mean, I
1: lo- I love Philly, but Pittsburgh's my favorite. I love the view. I love being able to just walk across the Clemente Bridge. Love the the, the scenery. Um,
0: most underrated. Pittsburgh. No, what's the most underrated for you? Mine's Kaufman Stadium.
1: Kansas City's nice,
0: but I wasn't wild about the food in the stadium.
1: Um, Tailgating was cool. What's I was the most in overrated last weekend? <laughs> Detroit yeah. and Cleveland last weekend. They're fine. They're not in my top five. I still I like Baltimore like a lot. Seattle. You were just in Seattle. That's a great ballpark.
0: Yeah, I, I, I'll say that I've. Did I you tried, eat the grasshoppers? I tried the. Actually, I ate. I ate like four or five <sighs> of them. I can't believe. They're, uh,
1: you, just, but you, you won't gotta eat mustard. Do it. I mean. You ate you, ain't, you ain't fried grasshoppers, but you won't eat mustard.
0: No, I've, I mean I've I've eaten mustard. It gets the gag reflex. Like it's obvious gross.
1: thing you won't eat. The
0: the grass you got to try the grasshoppers just for the experience. They're terrible. They're truly terrible. They're not but terrible. People love terrible.
1: them. They're terrible. They're <laughs> terrible. That's kind of mean.
0: They're like. A little crunchy and spicy, and they got like
1: this goo in them. And that's like Dude. saying Danny Santana's terrible, but look at him. He's putting up numbers. Yeah, we, we're going to get to him. Let's just <laughs> what do that he do? now. Here are <laughs> the combo meals. Yeah. Hey, it's a combo meal! I, I'm apologizing to Danny Santana. I'm, I'm all about the love now. No, I'm, I'm serious. Tristan, it's it's the Ides of July, and I'm not going to keep saying that Danny Santana can't keep doing this. Just I like I'd say Roberto Perez and Wade Miley. Like We expect these players to stop doing this, and they're not. Danny Santana had combo meals on Friday and Saturday. Is that right?
0: It apparently is because yep. I was looking at him as an ad this week and you know why I didn't? It's only because of the five games.
1: Yeah, that's that's why I didn't activate Hunter Pence in a few leagues because they have a two game set against the what, the Cardinals, and then three games with the Astros, so they're gonna face the good Astros pitching. And it's only five games where like teams have seven, Giants have eight. It's uh Arizona at home for the first time. I'm team. just saying, like Danny Santana, I'm gonna stop saying like why can't he end up with sixteen homers and sixteen steals? He can. He can. He's still doing it. He's still playing. Yeah. And Enough. Enough. Modest Eric. projections. That sounds like a future block. Stop hating. on. Like, honestly, stop hating on Roberto Perez. It's He's still going. Wade Miley. It's still going. And I should probably do the same with Kashner. I shouldn't have been negative. Anyway, the four common meals since our last show. Half by Santana, David Dahl, an all-star. He's good. And Ramon Laureano, who turns 25 today. Heard of now, him. Now, time for the Closer Carousel.
2: The Closer, the closer Carousel. carousel.
1: Not sure much has changed since our last show, Um but Luke Jackson did not look so good over the weekend. Walks and runs in, on Friday and Saturday. AJ Minter saved Sunday only because Jackson was unavailable. I've gotta think Atlanta's gonna, gonna upgrade at closer. I mean, that's, that's the second best team in the National League. And I think they're number five in my power rankings. And that's a, that's a good team. Luke Jackson, the only reason I was arguing with you for the first couple months is that I thought he could still get 30 saves because Atlanta wouldn't upgrade. I kinda think Will Smith or Shane Green Green end up there. Somebody's gotta end up there, right?
0: Yeah. I mean, it it seems tailor-made for Will Smith.
1: Do you ever, like, do that in fantasy? Now, we got 15 days before the trade deadline. Mm -hmm. Or 16 days. It's, uh, two weeks from Wednesday. Do you ever, like, mainly with closers, or, but it could be with hitters too, uh, that just aren't playing enough, and and like, like Phil Irvin. Like, say Mm -hmm. they trade Puig, and Phil Irvin gets to play every day. Do you ever make fantasy decisions based on what could happen in real life? Like adding, like um, uh, who's the ground baller for the Giants? Sam Dyson. Add him right now, just in case. Of course, he can uh, trade it too.
0: If you have the the bench space, I do have leagues where I'll have seven to ten bench spots, and I've got one to burn. My, I, I remind people all the time: never, ever, ever waste a bench spot ever even for a day always add something and those at the end of july do uh, tend to be the the ways in which i go for some strange reason daryl hamilton comes to mind when he had been traded to the rockies or something i think i had stashed him for uh for for that week but yeah i mean otherwise possible closers yeah the other thing to keep in mind is that you might lose the guys you have i remember the year where i had scott williamson and mike williams as my two closers they both
1: got traded and didn't close for the new team. And didn't close. Yeah. I mean, that's the key here. I mean, obviously, Shane Green, maybe he'll be the closer for to the team he's traded for. I mean, maybe he won't get traded at all. Yeah, It's just you don't know. Um, Nate Evaldi, by the way, you're running out of time to add him. Um
0: Yeah, you know that that cash in a trade. I think signals the the you know the hints oh, that's, for
1: yeah, it's obvious. Evaldi is the closer. Yeah, that that, that well, locks him in. Yeah, but I mean, you look at AJ Pollock of pitchers. Like we have no idea if he can stay healthy for a week. Sure. I mean, sure. I wrote about Pollock today. I'm like, yeah, go at him, but he could be back on the end of list next week for whatever yeah. reason. I'm not trying to be mean to him, but stay healthy for once. Yep. Rather have Loriana. Rather have Jock Peterson. Rather have Verdugo. I like Verdugo. I added Verdugo because the Phillies are throwing nothing but bad right-handed pitching at them this, in a four game, yeah. in a three game, and then NOLA on Thursday's day game. I mean, the Phillies Verdugo. have never
0: heard of left-handed pitching. Come on, you know that.
1: Um, any other closer situations we must get to today? Carlos Martinez is locked in for the Cardinals. I doubt they upgrade. Sean Kelly is kind of locked interest in I I think in Texas. Yeah, yeah. I it's mean, not changing the look. Oh, Ken Giles of Toronto with the injury. Yep. Um, I bet, man, they, they would love they they would love to keep him active so they can trade him, but they yep. might have to stick him on the injury list. That's exactly what I was thinking with that. I yeah. added Daniel Hudson in the deep league, and I hated I did myself too. for doing it.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I think, yeah, Giles, we, maybe we'll find out before the games start today that I can shuffle him off to IL. Who knows if that's what happens.
1: Uh, by the way, the Ace is the other one. Um, I think, you know, Blake Tronin, I don't think it happens this week. And Liam Hendricks continues to pitch so well. Yep. Like, Oakland's in the running. Why would they switch their ninth inning now? Unless Tronin proves that he's fine and he's not fine. I... I Look, you could say to me, Liam Hendricks and Luke Jackson, I could say they both get saves for the final three months. I, there's no guarantees that Tronan takes the job back in Oakland or that Atlanta trades for Will Smith. There's no guarantees there.
0: I'd agree with that fully, but I think we'd also agree there's a much greater than 0% chance oh, sh- that both are out by next week. I, I
1: agree with both of those sentiments. Um Let's take a look at the schedule now. There is a day game on Monday, so if you're listening at 3 o'clock today, you missed it. And lineups locked, uh, although in some leagues, this is what I hated about this all-star break, like, ESPN leagues locked this way, and then my other leagues locked a different way, and some leagues didn't lock at all, and I missed out, I wouldn't have won, actually I might have won Vampire had I, I sat Jordan Alvarez because I just, I didn't think this weekend was counting for last period, Right. Uh, and Soroka too, I just was lazy. Don't be lazy! Anyway. I,
0: I like the extended, uh, 10 slash 11 day period. I like when the period out. starts
1: after the ulcer break. Right. Those yeah. 10 days. I but do
0: not like the separate three day period I, at all. No.
1: Well, I like that in the expert leagues, it, it was a separate period. Actually, not in labor and tout it was. No, I think it wasn't labor. It wasn't. It, it was It locked for the whole period uh, from Thursday all the way on. So nobody bid last night. Um, but. There was nothing I was going to bid on anyway. My, my roster's kind of locked there. Um, but the right. problem
0: with that one is that you end up getting situations like Clayton Kershaw and Walker Buehler not pitching at all for you, and I'm, I can't tell you how many times I've gone through things where I don't have enough pitchers who are active and working to fill a lineup for those three days.
1: It's just dumb luck. Kershaw's pitching in Philadelphia today. It's going to go well. Trust me. Uh, that's on ESPN at 7 p.m. I'm not down on the Phillies, but they're, they're just not good. You're not? Really? Uh Well, I'm trying to be optimistic, but, I mean, look what happened this weekend. I mean, and they have two really, – like Kershaw's going to pitch great.
0: The Phillies, I, I'm not look, really being pessimistic.
1: The town has gone nuts here. They want Kapler out. They want Klintak out. Go ahead. Get everybody out. You know, Rip Harper, it's not like he's having a terrible season. But no major league team can make it through a season when six of their seven relief – six of their eight relief pitchers from opening day are injured. You guys could use Will Smith. No, they need three Will Smiths. They're not trading for Will Smith. Come on, They're the not branding depending.
0: the the marketing, everything. I mean, it would be. Uh, they need help your bullpen. It would be brilliant.
1: They have one starting pitcher and two relief pitchers. They're not making the playoffs. Um, Blake Snell's on ESPN Plus against James Paxton. That's really interesting to me. Oh yeah, I think if you name one pitcher, you buy low on. It's Blake Snell. Yes, if you could even do that.
0: I think you might want to buy low on both of these guys, but I agree, it's Snell.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Nothing else. Uh, oh, Uh Lucas Giolito piques my interest because that's 16 walks in his past four outings. That's a lot of walks, Tristan. That's the old Lucas Giolito. I hope yeah. he, he hasn't reverted back. He, he walked everybody in that Cubs game. I think it was Friday. Um. Man, I. I'm. I'm not saying I'm selling. But I'm I'm cautious on Giuliani. If he starts walking like the unwalkable at Roberto Mondesi and Jorge Sol, if he walks <laughs> those unwalkable guys tonight, yeah, come on, don't you get concerned? Like Soler and Mondesi never walk.
0: Yeah, I mean it's sixteen walks in the past five outings. Yeah, it's a yeah. lot. It's it's and this is
1: a I mean, and one of them he had no area walk, so like it's basically four outings.
0: Granted, you have the issue of the Royal speed, but. The, this It's a pitching friendly ballpark, and it's not an awful lot of uh, power, well, yeah. other than Soler in that lineup. So, yeah, he's got to step up for this particular outing. It drives me crazy that I look at this day and I see Marquez, Kershaw, Snell, K- Luis Castillo, Giolito, Cal Hendricks, oh, all these guys pitchers. pitching on the Monday. You couldn't get them in the, the past three days.
1: Any interest in Adam Plutko of the Indians, home against Detroit? I'm trying to look for sneakers. Oh,
0: but yeah, yeah, actually. And all if right. they do call up Zach, please, Zach, again, as I would expect tomorrow, I'd also be in on him, too.
1: Yeah, it's against Detroit. Doesn't score any runs. Um, Yamamoto at home, on Tuesday at home against San Diego. Yeah, I would add, even against Paddock. Alex Young of Arizona at Texas. I'm going to say no. You're probably going to say no.
0: I lean to no here, but he has pitched pretty effectively so far. It's a very limited sample. One outing? He had that good game in, what was it, San Fran, I think? Yeah, San Fran.
1: I'm not not sure that even counts. Um, Anything else for Tuesday? Obviously, doubleheader today. Coors with the Giants and then a game tomorrow. Peter Lambert, who great first outing and nothing since. Cashner's Red Sox
0: debuts tomorrow. It's the actually
1: Toronto. Yeah, that's also a good matchup. Uh I would say so. And looking at Wednesday here, there are day games. There always are. So please get your rosters in early for that day. Archer and Ponce de Leon. Pittsburgh at St. Louis Wednesday early afternoon. Ponce de Leon is in the rotation now. He's replacing Walker. Not a big strikeout guy. At least shouldn't be. Uh, your thoughts here? Is there is there something, uh, an orange to juice here on Daniel Ponce de Leon?
0: I feel I feel like there is. It's been enough of a career sample over the past calendar year or so. Between both starting and relief, he's pitched uh, some good, effective, long relief outings this season. That Pitching a home game against Pittsburgh, I think, Pittsburgh, by the way, not, not exactly hitting all that great coming out of the All-Star break. They were great going into it, not quite so much since. Yeah, why not? I'll stream
1: him. Homer Bailey debuts for Oakland, apparently, at home against Seattle. You'll want him for that. Seattle's bad. Um ESPN has Yanni Chirinos against Domingo Herman. I mean, Yanni Chirinos is good, yep. even at Yankee Stadium. I'm using Yanni Chirinos. I mean, I'd go Herman first, but
0: and I agree with you fully. Chirinos is available
1: though, and Herman is not. That's the way I look at it. That
0: surprises me that that it's such a wide divide.
1: I don't. Th- I think people still look at Chirinos as uh, he's the opener guy or he's the, the third through fifth inning guy. And They're pitching not. him deep in game. I mean, he's, it's because he's, he's a legitimate well. like number four fantasy starter right now. I think he's a like the number 45 fantasy starter or should be now obviously his ranking is affected because of he has relief pitcher eligibility so guys with both like they get ranked weird but um torinos i kind of view him now the way i do sunny gray to be to just name a name we've named already on the show Mm-hmm. Is that fair yeah all right that was a long first half coming up now we answer your hash browns
2: All right, uh, there should be lots of questions here, I assume. Yeah, we had a bunch on the traded guys, but you guys already covered that, so we'll go over to make Jake. Make your own? Yeah, no, I'll just make him up on the fly here <laughs> and give credit to random Twitter followers. Jake, in a points league, he's been very disappointed with Ben Attendee, but Tristan's got him top 20 in his dynasty ranks. Can I count on him bouncing back? Jake wants to know this year.
1: Fair point. Um, I probably overranked him, and Tristan ranks him well in dynasty because I think he expects... The numbers will improve. Seven homers, nine steals, 266. We expect better in all three categories so far. So he's only 24 years old. Maybe he's hiding an injury of some sort. I don't know. But that was a 2020 player. Basically his first two years with a better ad- better batting average and more runs scored. So do you think that this is a fluky bad season? I do.
0: Uh, 25, still got immense immensely positive across the board grades from all scouts. Uh, And when I look at this year, the only things that stand out as weird are that he's chasing non-strikes more often, roughly 5% more often. Uh, He's also seeing a lot less pitches in the actual strike zone. So I think that's kind of contributing a little bit. And the other thing, too, he's transforming a little bit more into a fly ball guy. I wonder whether this is kind of a transition year. Maybe 2020 is the big breakthrough.
1: This is a guy who will suffer in next season's rankings. And look, if he ends up at 14 home runs batting 265. We're going to have to rank him outside the top 50. But you know, a 30 like 30 season is capable. That could happen at some point. So he's going to be a guy we don't rank in the top 50, but on all sleeper lists. I'd like to see
0: him pick up the performance against lefties. That's going to be a key to evaluation for him. Um,
1: You know what is current. OPS is pretty similar lefty and righty. You're right. I mean, obviously, he's not good against lefties. He's he's not. The quality of
0: contact is not especially good against lefties. Man, what a disappointment.
1: (laughs) He's obviously not on the top five bust list because he's going to end up with like 15 and 15 and 80 runs.
2: But, man, this is not a good season for him. Nope. nope. All right. What's next? Jim wants you to pick his two keepers. He's got four options here in Alonzo, McNeil, Vlad Jr., and Robles. Doing keepers on july 15th um
0: thinking ahead you gotta plan accordingly you gotta make your trades now if your league's trade deadline's nope. the end of this month the espn deadline's gonna come up pretty soon too
1: yeah i could look and see does anybody know off the top of their head when that is i mean I, I should look
0: because i should be prepared so let me get I mean, it
1: vlad me. is the number one guy of these four no question uh yeah alan uh, mcneil's not one of them Alonzo's narrowed the gap though Alonso's the first baseman though like, how do you feel about keeping first baseman over... Robles', is... Robles is ceiling is monstrous. It's 15 homers, 30 steals. And even that may be selling it short. Can you make the case, because first base is the only deep offensive position, to keep Robles over Alonso, Assuming Vlad's already a keeper and McNeil's not. And why hmm. is McNeil not? I mean, that's a guy who could have 330 for a decade, but I'd still say Robles runs more Alonzo. That's a 40 homer guy. That's a good good question. Yeah,
0: it is. I, I mean, all four have a certain amount of value. I mean, Vlad Alonzo, Robles,
1: McNeil for me, and it's not like there's wide jumps. In so Alonzo over Robles. I, I think I think I, what I've seen of Robles this season has scared me a little bit. Yeah. the quali- I mean, I, I'll
0: admit I haven't looked over the past three to four weeks where he is in this, but the quality of contact we talked about on the show was poor. Well, it just, was among.
1: contact at all.
0: Yeah, it was, but I mean, it was the quality of it, like the hard contact numbers, the battle ball distributions and the like. I mean, I mean, he was he was overperforming with mediocre numbers, which is not a good sign.
1: But he's in his age 22 season and he's on pace for a 2020 season. Actually, 2020 and barely 20 walks, too. I, there's a lot to like here for the future, but it's yeah, it'd be hard for me to keep him over Alonso. But I'm telling you what, if Victor Robles is a second round pick in 2021, that would not surprise me at all. I'm trying to decide also how
0: how much more I should be willing to invest in the speedsters because traditionally in Dynasty and Keeper Leagues, they're the ones who all fade. I'd rather have the power or batting edge guys.
1: The safe power is nice. And, you know, there seems to be no way he's going to bat at the top of Washington's lineup anytime soon, right? I mean, Trey Turner's locked in. He's been a disappointment, like a little like Andrew Benettoni to some degree. Trey Turner's locked in. Say they get rid of Eaton at some point. Like, Robles wouldn't bat second. He doesn't really look like a number three hitter. Like, mm-hmm. you can make the case that Robles is stuck batting sixth, seventh Ugh. for a while. I hope not. Anyway, um, let me read something here. This is from our friends at Lightstream. Are you tired of credit card bills with high interest rates? Well, who it? Ready to pay off your credit card balances and start saving money? Well, get a credit card consolidation loan from Lightstream with rates as low as 5.95% APR with autopay, That's lower than the average credit card interest rate of over 19% APR. You can get a loan from $5,000 to $100,000 with no fees, no application fees either, no origination fees, no transaction fees, no prepayment penalties. The rate is fixed, so it will never go up over the life of the loan. Plus, you can even get your money in your bank account as soon as the day you apply. The online application is so easy you can apply right from your phone. Lightstream believes that people with good credit deserve a better loan experience, and that's exactly what they deliver. And just for our listeners, apply now to get a special interest rate discount. The only way to get this discount is to go to lightstream.com slash FFB. That's L-I-G-H-T-S-T-R-E-A-M dot com slash FFB. Subject to credit approval. Rate includes 0.50% Auto pay discount. Terms and conditions apply and offers are subject to change. Without notice, visit lightstream.com slash FFB for more information. Kyle, what you got?
2: Sean chimes in. He said Corey Seeger struggled early, then looked good, then got hurt, and now he's struggling again. You guys are very different in your ranks of him the rest of the season. Who's right? Eric's high on Seeger. Tristan, not so much.
1: Wow. You have him higher than I do? Uh, last checked, have...
2: Eric had him top eighty, Tristan looking at about one fifty.
1: Why do you have him one fifty? That seems a little odd. I mean he was a, he's a top hundred player, right? I mean This
0: show has turned upside down.
1: Well, I mean you've updated yours more recently, but I would say this, like I'm, I'm usually just,
0: singing his praises, you usually don't like him at all.
1: Well, I don't I don't want to say don't like him. I think he's overrated ba- based on expectations, okay? This is a guy who in his first two full seasons was pretty good. He averaged twenty four home runs, seventy five RBI, and batted around three hundred. Well that's what I expect moving forward. And frankly, the power should be up because the baseball is different than it used to be. Now he's just not doing that. Of course, injuries have played a role and what did he have? He had the Tommy John surgery, right? So uh,
0: Yeah, and he had a, a subsequent a hip surgery after that.
1: Right, it was a hip injury, right? And then he was just on the injury list for a hamstring. So I, I don't I don't think I think a guy like him deserves to be ranked in the top 100 because I view him as a safe 25 homer guy who bats 290. How many guys like that are there at shortstop? But right. I mean, 150, I, I I think I would have ranked him 150 on the injured list, not expecting him back for a little while, but I might be overranking him a little bit. I, I haven't changed my viewpoint at all. I just think a guy like him who bats 300, kind of safely, now right now he's not doing that, maybe he's if- still hurt. He if, the no, weekend. he's
0: back. He came back for this weekend series. No, no, I,
1: saw, I saw him last night. He looked terrible at the plate. Yeah. Um, that's I'm going to get a good look this week because he's going to torch Philadelphia pitching. So but, when
0: you mentioned the ranking with the injury, um, the date that I published that was before we had the official word of his return date. Yeah. So that probably that's would. That's the
1: difference. You would have ranked him in the top 100.
0: I'm not so sure based on the depth of shortstop, but he would certainly have made a case. But
1: well, here's the issue 906 OPS against right handed pitching, very mm-hmm. good numbers. Like yep. basically 296, 365, 541. Awful against lefties. He's not going to face lefties this week. Phillies on, have on Adam Morgan, who's not really a right. lefty, but like, anyway. I did
0: not like him in that series, though, because they were facing a lot of lefty pitching
1: in Boston. Yes. But Phillies not.
0: The I believe they threw three. Yeah, they threw Rodriguez and uh, Salem Price. So, yeah. it was not a series where he was set. up I'll just to say this see. about
1: Seeger. I'm not overranking him. That's where he belongs. But next year, like I didn't, I don't think I had him top fifty this year because he's overrated for what he is. Yeah,
0: you, you didn't. I, I had but him he's going
1: past you. that too. Like, like you have him ranked past that point. So I don't agree with that. But I,
0: I tend to be a little bit more reactionary during the season than I do I'll, in the preseason. I'll say
1: seventh or eighth round next year. But if push came to shove, and, and it's Seeger versus, an, a, like man i mean how can we rank seager versus lauriana like you know seager's safer <laughs> right? I, I, mean, hon-
0: I, I honestly can't see a path that he's in the top 75 ranks next year seager? I can't. today i can't I, I think he belongs in the 75 to 100 range that's where i have him okay and i could see that i i just i i feel like he, i feel like we're gonna without much trouble find eight better short steps than him
2: i agree next Alrighty. Sean sees Brett Gardner heating up and wants to know if you're buying for the rest of the season for the veteran, given the lineup he's around.
1: The issue is you're just you're, you know you're getting a low batting average and there's nothing going to change about that. I don't think he's hit above 270 it oh, It's been a long time, right? At least five years. I mean, I, uh, I've been I've been a been Gardner investor. I like I like the fact that Gardner is a 2020 threat. He did it one year and. You know, he's on pace to hit twenty homers again. He runs a little. He's gonna keep playing because of his glove and because of Stanton. But it's hard uh, for me to get too excited. Like we, why why would you wouldn't take Gardner over Lariano?
0: we can't just write Stanton off for the year yet. I'm kinda I'm- doing that. All right. When is he and coming back? He's coming back next month, apparently. Now, yeah, we could well, have... Well, next the, month
1: is the second to last month. Is I get it?
0: it, but we could have a chain of Luis Severino setbacks. I, I under, And by the way, finally, some, some slight positive news on Severino in the past 24 hours. But uh, if Stanton comes back for the final six weeks, Gardner's not going to play.
1: Um, that's fair, although the Yankees are clearly in the playoffs. Like, they're going to win the division. And they're probably... Well, I guess they're playing for the number one seed, so that's something else. But my point here is, like, even when Stan comes back to they're not playing him every single day. There's no need to. There was another team, and I wrote about it today. Like, why would they risk it? Maybe it's Pollock. Like, why would the Dodgers play Pollock seven days a week then, when they don't have to? They've won their division. They've won the number one seed in the National League, although that's still within five games of Atlanta. But I don't know. I think when Stan comes back, let's say it's the middle of August, to be fair. Yeah, I mean Gardner will lose some playing time, but he still still could do what he's doing, even if he plays a little bit less.
0: I, I think it's overstating the rest factor. I, I feel like when Stan comes back, he's having at least two-thirds of a share of that playing time. You, you're right that they might take it a little bit easier, but taking it easier on a guy is he sits maybe twice out of six games in a week. It's not that they split it 50-50 or he sits more often than,
1: than Gardner. I'm not does. recommending Gardner. I just think he's the fine fifth fantasy outfielder and... He's all right. Yeah, he's a guy you pick up and then you drop because someone else, because Hunter Pence came back and then you pick him up again. Like that's the thing. Like you have to activate Pence for this week. You're dropping Gardner, but in two weeks someone else gets hurt. You're picking Gardner up again. He's like the Marwan Gonzalez type, you know, or Jordan Lyles for pitchers. Like, you know, that's kind of how I view Gardner, sixth outfielder in fantasy.
0: Yeah.
1: All
2: right. All right, circling one. back to Thursday here. Sixty-three percent of Twitter says Mike Minor will finish outside the top twenty-three pitchers when all is said and done this season. We kind of know where Tristan falls on this. Eric, where are you?
1: I still think he. I, I think he and Lance Lynn are going to finish in the top twenty. Um, but Lance Lynn's thirteenth, Miner's twelfth.
0: I mean, Gilito's tenth. I don't. I man, I want to say Torino's is fourteenth. Wow, is he really? Odorizzi's 15.
2: Miner's that's last on this list for me. Why do you hate him so Wow! Like, I don't hate him. No way. I just You don't have a reason to, to say that. I I'm don't think Mike the is. underlying metrics are that great. I don't think the track record's that are. great. And you just named all top 15 pitchers. It's not like I'm putting Porcillo over them. There's no, but no like, way
0: he's going over Lynn or Odorizzi for me. No
2: the, way. The numbers on Mike Miner
1: are not fluky. Or going all. after them, I mean, like they're all everything in his peripherals is legit, Kyle. Yeah, you can give me his track record as a relief pitcher and the injuries, and I'll I'll say fine on that. But what he did in the second half of last season and what he's doing this season—they're all legit peripherally.
2: Isn't Didn't his know, xFIP like a run and a half higher than his ERA?
1: I don't think it. Last time I looked, it wasn't run and a half. I don't, I don't look. I think I'm you're gonna, looking I, at the wrong I, thing. I'm, I want to be fair here. Like two seventy-three is too much. Three fifty seems more like it. But. His is, 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 yeah. It's higher. It's it's a run higher, but like it's not
0: bad. More than a run higher. It's 1.68 higher.
1: Yeah, uh, It's oh, over a run and a half. I don't think everybody has to you, even you out either. And he's striking well, out a batter per inning. Like, I don't see what you don't like. One thing to remember
0: about Fip is that it's regressing home runs. And think about the ballpark.
1: Yeah, it's going to get hotter in Texas. But, like, you just saw Lance Little on Thursday against Houston. And you and had to be watching that thinking, why do I not like him? And I'm... Sinking the same thing on Miner. Like, look, we'll see what happens. I mean, this is a, this is a silly bet to me. Like, if he ends up twenty four, will I be surprised? No. If he ends up twenty two, it's the same type of thing. When we talk about buying and selling, you know, for fantasy value purposes, okay? When I when I look at Lucas Giolito, okay, mm-hmm. struggling over the past four starts, I'm scared. Like, if he walks people today, I'm legitimately scared, and I would sell. Miner in his last couple outings, they didn't go well. And one was against Houston, but like, I still don't see any reason to not believe in Mike Miner. So I'm not, I'm not, he hasn't lost since May. Like, okay, it's three months now. If you give me mid-April and say, all right, this is a fluke. He's made 19 starts, Kyle. I'm, I'm not, Hmm. I'm not running away from Mike Miner or Lance Lynn. I'm just not.
2: All right. All right. You're entitled to be wrong. Last question here.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And and by the time like we know the answer in late September, you won't even be around. So like, I'm just. Twenty-five guys. I mean, it just like, it seems 25 like 25 unhealthy guys. hate here for a guy. But okay,
0: I mean, that's the other one too. Is we you know he's got stats in the tank already. I mean, if we're talking about from this point forward, you want to say number twenty-five? I'd... I mean, this point forward, would you say three fifty ERA? I mean, Still pretty good. That, that seems very reasonable. I agree.
2: it's right.
0: we'll a good see. team. We'll see how it plays out. It could be worse. I just he's he's a better pitcher than I think you're giving credit. All right. Well, we've established that. What else we got?
2: 31 years ago, today, Die Hard came out. Christmas movie or? <laughs>
0: Christmas movie or what?
1: <laughs> I, I mean,
2: I don't you know, know. Not my call. I just know it's a popular debate. I've never oh, seen no, the I movie. Said, I said you the just- second
1: part of that. <laughs> never even finished it? I mean, yeah. you've never seen it?
2: I no. Mean, no I just
1: even asked the question? Wait, wait, because wait, I know it's a question.
2: It? No, I've never seen it. I can't possibly surprise you, you at this point. He literally
1: does not watch movies at all. Oh, All right, Kyle, I have how, to Doesn't ask. your like, fiance watch movies? Like, how do you get away with not watching movies with her? Or is it just like Lifetime and Hallmarker stuff?
2: No, I mean, she doesn't. She's you got guys a just, big. You know, she, don't go to the movies? No, she's, she's a Netflix person. We, we, went to, we met at the. Not met. Our first date was at the movies like 15 years ago, but. What were and you that was three? your last movie. <laughs> okay. Was that three? No, no, I'm a little younger than Die Hard, but not much.
0: Kyle. Um, please tell me that you have not seen the last two sequels, but not seen the original. Please I
1: mean, look, me. well, Trust and this isn't I like a movie you have to see no. either. Like let's not put this on the list like with like
2: No, like, it's way down there in the Rocky scope of things I need to see that I haven't, or,
1: or, you know, fantastic sports movie. I put it there with Slapshot. Slapshot's amazing. Well, that is not
0: amazing. And I thought Die Hard was amazing too. I don't, amazing? I, don't, I don't I don't think either of them is, you know, best picture material. So well, Rocky the, was. <laughs> right, oh. but I you heard I didn't compare it to Rocky and I won't. Rocky was an amazing movie.
1: All right. Um, Christmas movie. I, it's I a Christmas th-
0: movie, period.
1: Whatever. It is. Come on. <laughs>
0: okay.
1: It's not? I this is out like out the Christmas, sandwich right? debate. So it must be. A hot dog a sandwich?
2: Oh, my goodness. Cock- it's not back sandwich. to that. No, no, no. no. <laughs> would you eat a fried grasshopper sandwich? No. A sandwich or not? None of the three of you would even try the grasshoppers. I'm not sure like. I would watch somebody try it.
1: I mean, like, you don't eat, Tristan, you won't eat a hot dog, right? No, I'll eat a hot dog. What's the what's the common food that you won't eat?
0: I don't like hot dogs. I don't like tr- plain traditional hot dogs, but I'll eat them. I'm not going to be you know. But like, rude there's a food that, that like
1: I've been to ballgames with you and and you're like, oh no, like what is it? Mustard? Mustard, gross. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she
0: ate fried grass offers. It it's the experience. I'll never do it again. It was gross, but it's the experience okay how do you not do that I mean come on not do that take it take in the experience of the ballpark I
2: would have such an easy time passing on that
0: (laughs) I I, uh... be bold live once come on
1: That that ought to do it for today's show. I think we're done. Thank you so much for listening to our little fantasy-focused baseball podcast. There are other baseball podcasts like Buster Olney's, and there are other fantasy podcasts like Matthew and Field and the one Kyle's always on. And And when is that starting up? August 1st, I think, is when that starts.
2: We've up got before. a live show, and then— Oh, there's a live show in Detroit, right? We're live show in Detroit. Two weeks away, we'll be doing that. And then August 5th, we'll be technically going daily.
1: All right, but I'm content with this, this arrangement. This works for me. Twice a week— Hopefully we get to finish the season. It's all good. I like baseball. I like football, too. And there's lots of football content and something at Tristan's was published today. So check out ESPN's fantasy football page in addition to the baseball page. And at some point soon, Tom's basketball coverage is really going to ramp up, and I might even be part of that. So there's so much fantasy coverage at ESPN, and now I'm talking too much. Thank you so much to Kyle and to Tristan and to Tom. I'm Merely Eric. Have an awesome week.
2: Everything is awesome.
1: Darkness.